Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. More Mateo, how are you? Brother, I am fantastic. Um, you know, even though my 49ers and win this weekend, still uh, having a great week otherwise. And uh, actually digging these new backgrounds, man. Like, this is uh, this is sharp. I like these. Good job, John. Well, you know, I every now and then I, I do some good things. So I'm uh, I'm digging them too. I So season four, episode one. Yeah. Holy shit. 91st episode. We have a great guest. I, I mean, I'm super excited to chat with him. I, I've known him for a while. Uh, the industry knows him. Um, well, shit, let's just dig right in. Matt Durrett, thank you so much for joining us from Cozy VR. We appreciate you jumping on our podcast with us today. Welcome hey, to thank you. y'all. Thank y'all for having me. I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Happy Tuesday. So, happy Tuesday. Well, for those that are listening, it's actually Thursday. And uh, whatever it be, in the 9th of, of February, this will go out. This is the first episode, season four. Season four. I can't believe how, how fast it's going. We're, we're quickly approaching 100 episodes. And uh, Teo, <laughs> he said when we hit 100, he's going to do a flip. So I'm, I'm excited to, to see that. We're, we'll get it on record and because um, we're definitely going to make 100. And I'm just, my back hurts just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, Matt, talk to us about, well, again, thanks so much for, for jumping in with us. We're excited to learn about, you know, I know your story pretty well. We've known each other for a few years. You know, you're, you're another one of those overnight successes, right? And, and for those that are watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm using air quotes for overnight success. You know, seemingly out of nowhere, here comes Cozy VR and they're, they're making waves. But this didn't come... You know, this wasn't an overnight success. This is years of hard work and, and dedication and, and family and, and building a team. But talk to us about like, we always like kind of like diving into, you know, how the hell does someone get involved in vacation? Because again, no one starts out going, well, maybe in the future, maybe soon someone's going, I want to get into vacation. Rentals. I'm going to go to school for that. But that, that doesn't happen. You know, I'm looking back and, you know, you're a financial analyst. You're working for, you know, North of Grunham, you know, out of Baltimore area, right? I mean, is that where you were with with yeah. with them? Yeah. And right. was and that Baltimore. a was that a military stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all all DoD aerospace and you know, defense work. Okay. And were are you prior military? No, no prior prior military. Just uh, you know, through college internships and and uh, you know, right up there after college. Yeah, that's the, that's definitely the area for that. For sure. <laughs> for sure. In that uh, yep. DC metro area, Baltimore. So, ha- were you in Baltimore, Baltimore, or like? Uh... Yeah, right, right downtown, right, right in the heart of the city. You know, I grew up, uh, grew up in Virginia, and okay. so you know, back, back when you know, I, I, when I was growing up, two close to baseball teams. Right, you had a Atlanta Braves South, where you had you know Baltimore just north. So, I grew up big Cal Ripken fan, and nice. you know, really, really loved the city being in, in Virginia, and uh, had numerous job offers after college and uh you know just transparently uh baltimore had the best you know just the, the best salary package so that's why i moved there and it was a pretty cool city and also also kind of close to home yeah uh, I, I, baltimore is uh i'm actually one of the people i really like baltimore i like what they're doing i like the transition mm-hmm. you know it gets a um, yeah it's, it's it's like any other city in the world it's got it's it's good and it's bad it's got a long legacy a long history it's unique uh yeah Star Star Spangled Banner. I mean, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, you talk about everything there. It was, but it was, it was uh, moved there right at the very beginning of of 2013. So I was there for almost seven years. And uh, and in the arts. Yeah, I was five, you know, five minutes walking to the stadium to whether it's uh, the Ravens or you know or the Orioles and everything like there. So it was we we had a blast. I mean, I love the city. It gets you can get such a bad rep, but. Yeah. It really is an authentic city, you know, blue collar city people. It, it's a great three day town if you yeah. haven't been there. Well, and it's interesting, too, because you think about like the wire, of course, and you think about yeah. the all people think about. Like, and the things that even like the corner, like what even like predated the wire. Like it's 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 an American story of, of 
every city has got similar stories and similar spaces, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, it's the paradox of the city, right? It's, yeah, it's a reality. It's a part of it, but it's, it's not the end of the narrative. And you look at the transformation and like, even what, you know, that media kind of shined on the Baltimore kind of pushed progression, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in that story, but it is a very unique place. Um, and yeah. yeah. That out to Baltimore. So how did the transition happen? All right. So Northrop Grumman, right? Um, and then you know, what what tell us about the moment that just pinged you, what brick hit you in the head and was like, I'm getting into vacation rentals. It's kind of a, fun, a funny story because the more, you know, this journey that I, I've been on for the last 10 years in, in this business, it's you talk to everyone, all my mentors. Anyone you talk to, it's everyone has fallen into this industry almost. Yeah. You know, you got you got some really great people, you know, like Ben and Tiffany Edwards, who have you know, grown up in this industry. Yeah. You know, parents owning their own management companies, but most of the folks you talk to, they somehow fell into it and then fell in love with it. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of a funny story. You know, all my my two best friends, Dalton and Jeremy, we got you know we all got our first jobs out of college, things like that. And uh, in 2013. We booked tickets to go to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, ironically. And uh, yeah, at that time, I was a financial analyst at Northrop Grumman. And we all, we all go there and we're looking for hotels, right? We're looking for where can we stay? Where can we stay? And I had never heard of Airbnb. I'd never heard of anything at the time. Mm-hmm. And we, my, my friend Dalton, he said, hey, well, I found like this great place on, on Airbnb. And he sends us the link over I look at the link and it's outside camping. And I used to do a lot of hiking, a lot of camping, but I was, I don't know about going to this like giant festival bin and just you know, camping, but it was $42 a night. And it was on some guys, you know, four or five acre, you know, private piece of land. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, hotels, you know, were a thousand dollars a night you know, at a minimum. And Absolutely. I mean, you know, for like a lowest end hotel. And then at the, and that was the first time, for instance, I ever had heard of Airbnb. I had ever you know, downloaded the app. And we ultimately said, you know what? Screw it. Let, let's do it. We'll camp for three days. It'll be a blast. And uh, Dalton worked at American Airlines in Dallas. So flew to Dallas. And then, you know, we took a, took a boys road trip down to, from Dallas down to Austin. And uh, the place on, on Airbnb, and I've, I've, I have this even in some of our all-hands presentations for our team, and I tell them the whole story as well. It's a guy named Jimmo, and it's called Jimmo's Place. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like the description is like, you know, laid back, authentic, you know, like Texan who likes to have a good time and who has a, I forget the words for it, but you know, has a alternative lifestyle is what mm-hmm. it said on the, on the posting. And, uh, didn't think, yeah, didn't think of anything of it. We, we get there and, you know, we pull in and, you know, there's tons of airstreams all over the property and little cabins and gardens and like outdoor showers and all this different stuff. And there's a few people already camping on the property. And we're maybe a mile and a half down what's called South Congress that goes right through Austin, one of the main strips to the, to the festival. So it's perfect walking location to the city and out. And, you know, we get there, we're setting up a tent and stuff. And then, you know, I see someone naked walking in the distance. And uh, we start to really realize, realize quickly that this is a hippie commune. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there was six to eight people who lived on that commune full time. And then they were, they rented out maybe 40 to 50, you know, camping spots for the weekend. And where my brain, you know, went to was like, wait a second, like, this guy's charging $40 per night per person. Right. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm sitting there on the, just like, wow, like this is like, this guy is, you know, for, I think it was like five, six days, people even camped there. So I started doing all the math in my head, just like really quickly. I'm just sitting here like, this guy's raking it in on this random app. And I started looking at the app, you know, we're like, we'd be going out to dinner or something. I'd just be investigating the app, looking at all the different stay options, homes, you know, apartments, rentals, bedrooms. And I'm starting to think like, you know, I've got some student loan debt, you know, I've got some credit card debt. I'm, you know, Baltimore's expensive. Um, I'm traveling, you know, about two weeks out of every month anyways. And so my, I'm just sitting there the whole time, like, I'm going to put my room up, you know, for rent an Airbnb when I get back. And, uh, that's how it all started. Wow. And so put, put my lady for rent, you know, on Airbnb, I was making my, my, I think I had like a, you know, 
great hot row home with other roommates, things like that, uh, for several years and had my own like private master bedroom kind of sweet thing, but it was about 1400 a month. And so I was covering my whole rent every single month. It was, I was actually able to start saving. I was able to start paying off debt, putting bills away. And I started getting you know, really, really great at it, driving a lot of reviews, you know, and, and things like that. And, uh, I did that for about a, about almost a year. And then just met, that, uh, so you did that just a year, just that one, your one room. Wow. Yeah. Just that one room. Um, so you started yeah. the debts starting to melt away. Mm -hmm. STRs as wealth building tools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. STRs wealth building tools. You know, I'm thinking like Airbnb is this amazing thing. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm a host. I'm a super host. I'm all about it. You know, one of the first few that are, you know, Baltimore city. And, uh, it was just up and coming kind of in Baltimore. You could see for, you know, a lot of these homes and then Baltimore came out. This is all off your room. Yeah. This all off the room. And what, what was this day? Roommates think. What did your roommates? Oh God, they they were pissed. They were <laughs> pissed. You know, I never didn't really ask for approval. Kind of asked for forgiveness later, kind of thing. Right. They were not happy. You know, random people parking in my parking spot. You know, coming back through up to my suite. You know, but it was a sweet house. They had a rooftop deck. You could oversee the whole city. You had, you know, it was a great. You know, they had their own private suite in the house. It was, you know, all that. And so, uh, yeah, I should, you know. That's in cool. in hindsight, I I probably shouldn't have done it, but I wouldn't be here today, you know, uh, because my, my roommates you know, from security, all those different aspects at that time, I'm just thinking about, hey, this is a great way. I'm not home, and you know, let let me get some bills paid. Numbers guy. Yep. <laughs> so Numbers guy. Um, that that's really really how how it started, and then Airbnb came out with this program they don't do it anymore, and. I'm not sure why. What what I assume happened is you know they call it was called the co-hosting program, mm -hmm. but they they still have what's called you know on Airbnb everyone knows co-hosts and they know that you can be a team member on there and things like that. But they actually highlighted you to be a property manager, but calling it you know a co-host for your home, exactly. and they would highlight you. It, it ran for about two years, but I think they ran probably into a lot of legal issues in different cities, towns, and you know, not being licensed realtors and managing property and more than likely things like that in the program. Right. And so when that program started in 2014, I was able to add on whole properties, like immediately within like a month, it was like nine to 10 homes, never managing whole properties before at all. Wow. And that, that program that they pushed out really, I was one of the only super hosts in the city. You know, I was one of the only people really taking it professionally outside of, you know, maybe a house, you know, that someone was doing, trying to do themselves. Mm. Um, maybe a bedroom and you know we all know a lot of people can be crazy in this business on you know the the hosting side and taking it way 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 too seriously they're not really being innovative in solutions mm -hmm. things like that and and really overnight it, I, i'm like oh wow, i'm a co-host for all these homes but i had no idea that i was a property manager never in my mind was i was like man i'm, I'm a i'm a property manager i'm gonna get these homes booked and market and all i knew was if i took high quality photos Made sure houses were staged properly. Everything looked good. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have uh, people book it because the Airbnb was really, really taken off. It's and that's all we were. To me. I, also, I you know, you're clearly setting up cleaners unless you're cleaning yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think you came into this with clearly these this this these preset business principles? And mm -hmm. and I, I think it's in what, what I want to ask is like. You didn't know you were a property manager, but what did you think that you were doing? Because you clearly had a skill set that was able to see a picture, mm -hmm. understand what you were doing and execute clearly well. Like if you're continuing to see success, mm -hmm. right? Like at what point did you realize you were actually doing this and that you are a part of this now? And it's like, oh, shit knowing that you're doing it differently because these aren't yeah. things, these are things that people have been have legacy businesses around right mm -hmm. like and have been here for a long time and don't get these things right and don't operate you know right aren't able to build these as strong lasting businesses that have the ability to grow like mm -hmm. talk to me about that yeah i mean i'm definitely thankful for you know my my business education you know, really you know, going, going to college you know major in business management thankful for all of that and all the theory and the studying and you know, how, kind of how all that, you know, all that started. You know, I, I always 
found myself growing things and, and selling things as well. You know, I, uh, you know, even as early as seventh grade, you know, sold, uh, CDs throughout the whole school, you know, ultimately got in trouble for it, but made several thousand dollars selling, you know, bootleg CDs. And then I love it. it's yeah, just and, a recurring and, theme on our podcast yeah. too, by the way, of like, like yeah. kid hustler, like this isn't, yeah. you're not the first and you won't be the last, but I love it. Yeah. And then in college, I, uh, had my own, you know, side, like textbook selling business. And so I sold some I would, stuff in college too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My <laughs> parents were always so confused because it was like, you always have to work. Right. And, right. you know, we're not going to, you know, put you through college and decide that you, you know, you've got to make sure you get a job. And they're always so confused because I never had a nine to five, but I would sell enough textbooks twice a year. You know, at the end of the first semester and the last semester, I'd make plenty of money and plenty of money in the summer where I you know, didn't have to work at college. But I always knew, you know, something was in me that I always knew that I wanted to work for, for myself. But I yeah. always was intrigued by real estate. I do know that. And I really enjoyed, you know, things in the real estate side. I was doing as much research as I could as I was always thinking about becoming a realtor, um, you know, things like that. And I really just got really great with the Airbnb process of the workflow. I really was able to take and understand from end to end each step and pain point of that Airbnb process. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff was manual back then, you know, but it, I, you know, I was able to map out all the different stages of that guest transaction and the guest stay and each, what each step took and each time that we had that step, right. It was consistently evolving to be, be better and be better and be better. And so each new example that would happen or each new pain point and problem, we just put a solution in place, but you know, for the first, the first nine, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. The, the interesting thing, and I apologize for interrupting that, that you talked about what we were asking about when you realized you were a property manager, right? And, and what did that mean? And like, like truly, like for those that don't realize they're property manager, you're really like a logistics manager. Yeah. You're moving, like, like you're in the logistics game. You don't really know what you're doing, but you know, you're really good at logistics and you're, and you're taking from, and you're moving the pieces around and you're making it all work. And it, it's, I love this story and, and I, I'm excited to recap at the end your story because you're going you're gonna to think it's funny, but it's, you know, I'm sorry, I derailed what you're, you're, where you're going with it. But I, yeah, again, it's, it's, it still always goes back to, you know, a hospitality mm-hmm. with logistics. You know, you're, you're doing, you, know, you're, you have an interest in real estate, but again, what made it work is that, that you can make things happen mm-hmm. with the lift and moving pieces around. Yeah. And, and it, uh, I completely, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. And you know, going to the first nine, it was, hey, I, you know, the first two or three, you really realized how much whole homes could generate, and and you know, all these homes. What I made sure though is I was very strategic about where they were placed. I wanted them near the convention center, right? I wanted them near Orioles, Camden Yards, walking distance, having the right amenities, you know, things like that. But it really wasn't until about the first nine or ten though where I was like, wait a second, I'm actually managing all these homes. The first ones was. I felt like I was doing a service, you know, to the, to the owner, making sure I took care of them, but also I was really dedicated to ensuring that all the guests, you know, guidebooks, they knew the best restaurants. I mean, I would even take guests out to, to dinner, meet them for lunch, you know, take them around town, you know, things like that. And then, you know, where, where my, uh, uh, my wife Jenna got involved, but we were dating then, you know, we, we hadn't met right in Baltimore, but we, we met in, in 2014 and began dating in 2015, we ultimately you know, moved in, moved in together as well. And you know, we were even renting out, you know, one of our private bedrooms in our home together, which was paying our entire monthly rent and double for, you know, two bedroom, two bath condo in Baltimore. It was completely paid for almost in double. And then when, when she came on, she really brought a lot of that creative side that I don't have. You know, I'm, I'm able to really, really think through things on the financial side and, and build things on the crit, putting it on paper. And I, that's like, that's my weakness. You know, I can't even draw a stick figure if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of, and she really brought that kind of creative edge to what we have. And, you know, she helped a lot with finding a lot of the cleaners, getting the homes, you know, stage, decor, design. You know, we didn't, and a bit, one of our biggest weaknesses, we didn't really know our value. That, you know, I knew that, you know, I was still young you know, was giving away a lot of services and skills, you know, for free, you know, we, we would decor full homes just to get the whole property you right. know, at just cost to the owner. We wouldn't even charge profit. 
just so we could get that home in our portfolio because we need the value long term of what that home is going to achieve for us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, these are necessary steps, right? You, you're yeah. calculating, you know, you know what you need to do to get this this business or this home or this host or these property, you know, in the door for you. And you know, you're looking at long term ROI on, out of this, and is it's totally worth it to do things on cost. Yep. You know, and so you don't, you don't want to lose money on it. Um, no, but it's, you if know. you look at the value, obviously, you know, long, long term. So, and then, uh, I'll, I'll never forget somebody, a representative from Andrew McConnell's company. This was in 2015 or 2016. They call me and, uh, it was back when they were, they, you know, rents.com. They were trying to find, Sid had several different models. They were trying to find. We're very few managers. Yeah, for it's because Mateo used to work for. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so somebody calls me and they're like, "Hey, you're one of the highest rated people in Baltimore. We'd love to start getting these homes your way." And that led into a lot more organic business. Mm-hmm. You know, people finding me. So I was able to find all these platforms to kind of put our services on that. You know, traditionally outside of Zillow or the MLS or creating a long term property management company and, and things like that. And um, one of our biggest challenges, though you know, in, in 2015 and going to 2016 was we started adding all these homes, you know, Jenna, my, 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 my now wife, she was working at Under Armour. So she was from, she's from Austin, Texas, went to Texas Tech, majored in technical fashion design. She moved, she got a job right into Baltimore, Under Armour, right after college. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're headquartered, you know, right in downtown Baltimore. And so our, you know, she's working full-time, I'm working full-time and I didn't know that I wanted to be in this industry forever, but what I started, I was hitting those next little ceiling points at North of Bremen where everyone around me had MBAs and they all had all the extra curriculum and things that you had to do to keep up in that environment. And, you know, I always wanted to get an MBA. I always wanted to go. I love education. I love, love learning. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in, uh, started at the very beginning of 2016, I said, I'm going to go ahead and, and do this. At the time we had about 20 to 25 homes at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I don't know, I don't know how I did it, but I, I did it, but then North of Graham paid for the whole thing. Well, the biggest problem was since they paid for it, I was, I had to stay and I didn't know that this thing was really going to take off. And it was just kind of this side thing over there that I was taking seriously, but also, also not. And we were down and I'll, my, my brother at the time was living in Peru, taking, um, like a certification course down there. Um, for actually his MBA program. And my wife and I went down there to visit him and, and he was spot on. We're like, we're four or five days into the trip. And my brother just goes, he goes, Matt, you know, you, you've been on your phone the entire time. And I was, I mean, I'm answering every message. I'm, hey, I'm answering emails to guests and getting guests in, you know, to all the, all the smart locks, you know, some, some homes owners didn't want smart locks. So the keypad, the keys weren't there. Some constant text in the, you know, Yep. The, the local point of contact. And I'm not even realizing that I'm in Peru in this gorgeous place in Cusco and all these areas. We were there for 16 days and we're five days in and I'm, I'm just ingrained into that whole aspect of this other business. And I'm off from Northrop. You know, I'm in between studies at uh, St. Joseph's University where I went in Philly and, you know, not in class at that point. But I wasn't even enjoying my wife. I wasn't even enjoying my company with my brother. And you know, he just said to me, he's like, you, and my brother, you know, I've always looked up to, to him. He's about three or four years older. And he, uh, he started an eco lodge in Honduras. It's one of the top three eco lodges in the country. Wow. And you know, he's done a lot on the hospitality side, you know, PMS. That's the first time I ever learned what a PMS system was, was his entire PMS system managing his hotel and eco lodge. And that was in mm-hmm. 2011. And, um, he said, you know, really, he said, I've got a really great friend here. In Honduras, she's she just got laid off. She's looking for another job. I think what you really need is he said, you know, I have I have full time people who there are they, you know, are always just are there are front facing lines of customer service. They're calling guests. They're handing all the reservation. You really need what's called a reservation or, or someone to answer all these and take that bulk work away from you. Mm-hmm. Then you and Jenna can focus on the ground. And so her name is Marcia, and um, he put us put us in touch and. She was our, our first, you know, customer experience representative for us down in Honduras. And that was at the very beginning of, of 2016, then of 2015. Wow. And yeah, she was able to get into obviously all the systems in Airbnb and VRBL and, um, was take care, you know, take care of this, this legwork. It'll allow you yep. to go 
and, and focus on on your wife and focus on a little bit of R and R and focus on the, you know, building the business and not actually like managing. I mean, you're still managing, but you know, not the day to day bullshit. Correct. Uh, and yeah. you know, it's important. It's necessary. Someone needs to do it, and it needs to be done well. But you know, a guy like you or your wife or, or how whoever you are can't wear all the hats when you're scaling at this at the rate you're scaling. And you, this is nothing compared to what you've mm-hmm. become. And I want to make sure that we get to where sure because I think that it, I definitely want to talk about the Honduras side of things. And you know, but you know, so we brought is she a is she still with you today? Yeah, yep, she's still with us. Oh, so Mar- Marcia, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so Marcia still. So she actually she went and got a great job in, in New York, but oh, you know, okay. we still have, we still have, we have a team of fifteen down there now, and three wow. people have been with with me there for going on almost five years. That's amazing. And so, and let me, and this is if I'm not mistaken, you're still with Northrop, right? So like, no, no. So I I, le- I left Northrop in 2019. Gotcha. So we moved. Okay. You know, if I fast track a little bit into from you know from Baltimore into uh getting here to texas we, we knew in about 2017 we wanted to get back here to texas and we're trying to figure out how to do that and you know we built a lot of great systems built a great team baltimore of the years and then i went to vrss success summit in uh, earlier 2018 mm-hmm. and you know that's when we launched with cyrus we launched with beyond pricing i really realized at that moment this was an ecosystem of an entire industry. I met company owners after company owners and heard their story and watched what they built. I had just finished grad school too. And, I, and a lot of my MBA program really, I think, set me up for success to really think at an enterprise level of okay. a company. Not just starting, but really thinking about the systems and the processes and, and the people and the culture. It was a phenomenal program. It allowed me to really, hey, I really want to implement all of these things I've learned in the business. And, um, in 2018 through family friends, you know, we, we were able to get our first property in Texas in Fredericksburg. And that's kind of how we got that first step into Fredericksburg. And so we're, man, you know, still in Baltimore, managing properties and properties in Texas. We have properties in Baltimore. We have about another, another 10 cities that we're in up and down the East coast as, as well. Um, and that's my wife rebranded the company to, you know, cozy vacation rentals. And so, um, to getting to, to Texas to Austin, where all our family was, she actually got a job with a startup company uh, called Outdoor Voices that moved us there. And so while we, you know, we moved in 2019, so I that's left. What, and that's uh, when we met, right? Correct. I think yep. we met in 2019 because there's a lot of times that you were in Baltimore or you were here, you're kind of going back and forth and you're explaining this whole thing to me. And this is when I was with Track. Yeah. Uh, and at that time, you were your your the Cyrus thing wasn't exactly working out the way you wanted it to, and so we uh, we were talking, and that's when I met and learned your story. And you would uh, you're not in transition, but you're trying to figure out how to do do both, but potentially figure out how to exit from the the Baltimore East Coast side of things because you're really liking the feel and in mm-hmm. what what you could build in uh, the Hill Country in Texas. Exactly, and so we. After that first year of data, the data that we got from you know, the first few homes, I mean, you know, the ADRs were you know, significantly you know, hundreds of dollars higher, right? Occupancy is super high. And just the quality and really understanding of what drive to tourism is versus the urban market, it was not only not necessarily 10 times easier, but you, it was, you really had a high quality guest with people paying a high quality amount of, of revenue. And that's really what transitioned us to thinking, hey, this is going to be a great market. And with when you do all the data analysis and you see how big and how fast Texas was even growing at that time, and you're an hour from Austin, an hour from San Antonio, three hours from Dallas, you know, or four hours from Dallas, three and a half from Houston, and Fredericksburg is just exploding with winery after winery after winery after winery being yeah. built here. That's when we knew, hey, how, how, do, how can we make this work and how can we really grow in Fredericksburg. And there's also another market here called New Brumfels that we, that we're growing in as well. And, uh, both are phenomenal markets and we wanted to figure out how do we make that, that work. And we knew we wanted to transition out of Baltimore at, at some point. Um, and Baltimore was, it was a great learning experience, but it gave us the foundation and those tools to say, I really want to build something special. It's kind of cozy version two 
right. what we had to really build was a culture and a, and a true team, you know, well, uh, so let's, let's talk about what this culture and true team built. And I definitely want to talk about that, but let's, let's quickly fast forward to today. So, so you, tw- we talked in 2019, you transitioned to track, you, you're adding some different pieces uh, to the puzzle as far as the tech stack goes, but that's, again, the tech stack can only go so far without like yes. a solid foundation of the right people doing the right things in, in a cohesive, you know, family, if you will, you know, working together towards a, you know, a similar goal. When we met, you had approximately how many properties? We had what, 40, 40 homes that time? Homes, I think. And, and mm-hmm. so in 2019, you had 40 homes. Mm-hmm. And some of those were in Baltimore still. You got rid of right. those. Where are you at right now in this in 20, early 2023? Where are you at in unit count wise? Yeah. So we have zero zero homes you know, in Baltimore on, on the East Coast. And we have 280 you know, homes right now here in the Texas Hill Country. And Fucking we're onboarding about, t- about 10 homes per month. Yeah. So from 40 to 280. And half yeah. of that is, has some of that forty was Baltimore. Correct. Yeah. Congratulations. That, that's Thank you. Thank you. And, and and again for the, for those that listen, scaling to property managers is different for everybody. You know, some mm-hmm. are very happy with you know I want you know we're we're getting to fifty or some would be very happy staying at forty. Like this is where we want to be, and you can make a good living, and you can be very happy with that. And, and so whatever anyone's definition of success is. Uh, we applaud you for that. And, and as long as you are happy in your day to day, but like, let's talk about like, that's well, not put that John real quick. Cause that's something that, that he did that he, that the industry acknowledged to the point where he's giving, you're giving presentations on mm-hmm. how that's to scale on, on how you scale. Right. And like mm-hmm. how to scale, where did your foundation for what you built come from? Like, when did you realize like that there, you knew that this growth was going to happen and you seem to have taken a very deliberate and a very, you know, educated and a very planned out like scaling model that is showing success to the point where, and you're sharing the knowledge, right? Like, how did you get to that point to know that like that was your path? Because we see it. Yeah, it was, I mean, COVID is really what allowed me to know that, that this was the path, you know, really, you know, how much that affected everyone, you know, in the U S and the different trends that were happening. I was, you know, looking at all the trends and I was really starting to notice suddenly bookings disappeared, right? Homes are for two months no one's getting reservations, right? Baltimore, everything shuts down there completely, but out here in Texas Hill country, things are still open. Started people. So I started watching messages. Hey, we want to work from home, booking two, three, four weeks, um, which is on you know, our normal average day here is three days max. Mm-hmm. And watching all these trends, but then suddenly booking just really start to flood through and flood through. And it was almost like overnight, just like the, the water hose was just turned on immediately. And that's when we took, you know, every savings that we had and said, we're going to invest it into the Texas Hill Country, into Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. And because I think there's a wave coming, not only of guests, but it's going to bring owners and a lot of people into this marketplace. And we went all in immediately. I mean, this is during the heart of COVID. Got our first office space right on Main Street. I mean, we're, we're you know, we went and you know, invested, started our partnership with Venturi, you know, right, uh, right off the bat. And we, while other people were conserving capital, we yeah. put it forward and said, we're going to invest and be here first, you know, just mm-hmm. put our first word and we're going to, I'm going to take this risk. But it really, it was calculated and it was, it was scary, right? Cause you just didn't know what was going to happen and all the different shutdowns and things like that. But I could really start to see just how great of a market this is going to be because people needed to do something. They had to get out of the house and Fredericksburg right. was a phenomenal market for that. So it was kind of that right place, right time. But that's where we took every dollar we have ever saved and reinvested it all back into the business. And we doubled down on the Texas Hill Country market. And it is absolutely, obviously, it's just exploded over the last you know, two. It's been exploding for years, but over the especially last two and a half years in this market, it's really, really, really taken off. How are you? And congratulations again. It's like, I love, I love your success story. You know, um, I, I love seeing where, where you guys are going. I, I'm excited to see where you're going to continue to go. But 
when you came in with 40 units or you know 30 or whatever in, in the hill country you're like you're not the only player in the game right there there's some mm-hmm. other companies there doing business and I, and i wonder what they think like who this cozy coming in out of nowhere you yeah. know do you have decent relationships with the other companies in in or is it is it cutthroat you know I, my assumption is you're getting the and again this is an assumption you're getting the lion's share of the inventory is going your way because they're seeing your growth. You're seeing you're reinvesting into the community and your company. And, and but what does that you know the competition in in your market look like? Yeah, the, it's and it's gotten. There's a lot more competition now, you know, than even even then. You know, back then there was you know uh, you know four you know really big household names in, in our market: Absolute Charm, you know, Guesthouse Schmidt, um, and then you had uh, Becasa. And then you have what's called Fredericksburg Premier. They're really the only people that were in in our market at that time, and they were all, you know, f- phenomenal, phenomenal companies and, and great people. And I didn't really know them or any of the owners at all. And where where we got close, though, you know, there was some regulation that that came, and really not too bad regulations. We all had to work together the last year, but we did come in, and a lot of our inventory really came from Big Casa. You know, I, I, I put my, put our office two doors down on purpose. So we're two doors down. Our office looks exceptional. I mean, it's the, not one of the nicest offices in the entire town, number one, but number two, mm-hmm. we keep it really maintained just like we're going to keep your property maintained. And if you were to stand out front and just take a widescreen image of ours and big houses, you could just see there, there's no care over here. And there was no you know, passion. There's no anything into that office and just that footprint. And we took a lot of inventory from them and, and what we were realizing too at that time, right, was Vicasa, they, they, they kept things closed for almost like six months in some areas during COVID. And so we were able to get a lot of homeowners from that where people needed money. They needed that revenue. They right. couldn't just float these costs. Yeah. And so we had a lot of people transition over to us as, as well. But we were able to position ourselves in a great way with what our value was. And, and I did a lot of initial reach out with each and every owner. I still do a lot of that. I want owners to know who they're speaking with. Yeah. I want them to see who is running this company and who who is running it from the top down. I really want to build that relationship. And I think that's made a huge difference, you know, as well. But we were able to position ourselves from the marketing standpoint to really capture leads, have a, a very unique proposition, but provide that value to the owner. And every management company is going to make great mistakes, right? Everyone's going to make a mistake. You're not going to make every single owner happy. But if we could follow up and, and truly build that partnership, I think that's what the difference is. Yep. You know, we really were looking to build that partnership with them. And if we can make them successful, that's how we're going to be successful. And right. that, that's really what positioned ourselves first. But it was a, just a lot of great partnerships with, you know, companies like, like Venturi, you know, really you know, being able to scale and attract John when we, when we met, we made a huge world of a difference though. You know, that, uh, that product for us at that time was just perfect for what we, what we needed. And it's been a phenomenal, it's allowed us to scale, you know, like we have, but from a competitor standpoint, yeah, I'm sure they weren't, you know, who is this cozy coming out of nowhere? Right. Who's this guy, Matt, in the last three years, taking up a good majority of the inventory. And, you know, we've positioned ourselves now as, as the you know, largest management company here in Fredericksburg yeah. in, in less than three years. And so I'm sure, you know, just like the, the Georgia game, you know, uh, where the coach kept saying, you know, we're, 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 we're still hunting though. I know people might think they're hunting us, but we're we're hunting just as hard as to to be the best companies we can and continue. You know, we're we, our job is to put our our owners first, our employees second, mm-hmm. and then guests third. And the bar has been set right, so guests expect cleanliness. They expect phenomenal communication. That is that's a non-negotiable. So yeah. when I put guests third, it's not just putting them third in the totem pole. It's because I already know we've got that perfect. Right. That's so you've got that perfect. So everything else is just a, a bar above. And let, let's Correct. talk about that. You're talking about partnerships, you know, and, and you're talking about using uh, outsourcing um, some with Honduras. And, you know, I've noticed for the past two years, you've brought uh, our friend, a friend of the show, a yeah. friend of the industry, Doug Kennedy down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're working and he's come down. Um, and work and you guys do an offsite down in Honduras. And I think I've seen you there and you fly a decent amount of people from your team down there mm-hmm. as well. I mean, talk to what that does and how does that like just really infuse like positivity in exactly where you're talking about this higher tier of culture 
Like, mm-hmm. what, how does that allow you? Yeah, I mean, to me, that it's small things like that, which are actually very large things that keep those top, you know, the tiers above guests, yep. like in the forefront for you and for cozy. It's, for you, for sure, for me, I never took culture seriously until about 2018. I never realized how important culture is, right? When, when, it, when you're out of college, when you're drumming and you sit for four straight days and you're just going through some slideshow and it's reiterating their values and values and you just, it's just like, you know, very nonchalant. It's like, how can I take this seriously? How can I take HR seriously and culture and people? And you, you really, uh, I think from the employee side, you don't, when you're first starting out, you don't understand how important it is sometimes. And for big companies, but I think people more than ever before, they want to feel a part of a team. They want to feel a part of a mission. They want to get behind something. And like we discussed earlier, everyone falls into proper management, right? Yeah. You know, no, I never grew up saying I wanted to be a proper manager. I wanted to play professional golf or I wanted to play professional baseball. That's what I wanted to do. And I fell into this and, but I love it each and every day. And what I do each and every day is for my team, my staff and our people and our owners. Yeah. And, uh, I, I wouldn't want to have any other way. And I take culture so seriously now and it, it is the most critical aspect. So with, with building out you know, this, this entire team of the, of the last, I really look at it as, as, you know, about a three year mission of rebuilding the brand and the team. And, you know, our Honduras team has been with us the longest. But we didn't really have a team, you know, here here in Fredericksburg. We outsourced all the you know, cleaning, all the proper management for the first two years. And then we invested all of our savings to hiring full-time prop managers, full-time boots in the grounds, full-time cleaners, et cetera. But what doesn't work is you're throwing bodies at things. When there's a problem that presents itself, just saying, hey, we're going to go hire someone to solve that, that's your first mistake. Well, yeah, and you're being reactive. You re- exactly. You're not being proactive. And uh, my business partner, Scott, he's our chief technology officer. And he came on uh, in 2017 with us. But we both agreed, hey, we're going to start hiring mm-hmm. from, from the top down, but we're going to build this right. We're going we're gonna to really start using things like predictive index, culture index. We're going to use tools like Better Talent. And we're going to invest into a system that you know I, I had done tons of research on last year called EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. Yep. And so that system has changed not only our culture, but how we are run and how we organize all of our operations. It's, it's a scientific way to manage and run the operations of your business. And you do it from the top down from your leadership team, you know, mm-hmm. from me yep. to what's called an integrator to then your whole leadership team as a company, all the way down to each and every department. So each person understands what success looks like. They understand their goals, et cetera. And what it, what we you said EOS yeah. EOS yeah, right. yeah. Um, let's uh if you have a link uh for that because I'm sure there'll be some people listening that are you know want to dig a little bit deeper into sure. that make sure it's, share yeah, it's big we've used it EOS and traction uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm definitely I definitely want to go ahead and share there you go there you go right here. yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's um it's a game changer for companies that uh, are able to execute it successfully for sure yeah. And we're, we're about a year in, but I'm tying it all back to our Honduras team because what was really struggling with us for a while is what I started to notice is we are so busy here growing on the ground and, our, and really building the operation footprint that our Honduran team felt disconnected. Yeah. They didn't feel like they were part of the team. You know, they were on the, you know, yeah, we would do, you know, bi-weekly, you know, virtual happy hours. We do all the things we could try to do to keep it integrated, but they didn't know what success looked like and they didn't understand what our company mission was and they Mm -hmm. didn't understand what our values and what our principles were and to be very frank i think up until about summer of of uh 2020 i think i had lost a little bit of hey what are our new values now what we what are what what is our mission statement and and what is our one three and ten year goal and that's all outlined in in us way at the setup and it really allowed us to reconsider and kind of rebuild our company into that version two and rebuild it, rebuild it right. And that's when we started really doing a lot of that investment into our every staff member, our culture, our mission, our values, and really building out that family. 
and then sending Doug Kennedy down, going down with our team, integrating them, you know, with our team, flying that whole team up here to see the homes that they're actually right. speaking with Love guests that. about, you know, coming here to Texas, being a part of our team, integrating themselves and understanding the culture and understanding everything here, but really integrating them into our team. And that has been, you know, a, ph- a phenomenal thing that's really changed you change, change the game for that team down there. But where we are one of the industry leading employers down there now in, in Honduras, we have people wow. all the time that message me on LinkedIn and our team always looking to get a job with us. And you know, Honduras can be a, it's a, it, it's a phenomenal country with a lot of great culture, but you know, they have their challenges like any, anybody else. And Absolutely. you know, it's a, it can be a very, you know, very, very rough country in certain areas. And, you know, they're still coming out of, you know, a lot of the issues from the seventies and eighties and you know, from Nicaragua and things like that. And they're, they're trying to figure it out and, you know, jobs down there are scarce, you know, growth in companies are scarce, actual career with an employee who cares about you is scarce. So being able to work for a great company and really be a part of a team is, you know, phenomenal. You know, we send all the team members out to, to dinner once a month. We'll send, you know, Hey, oh, wow. you know, here's a bonus. Take, take your whole family out for dinner take your whole family out here and, and doing a lot of engagement activities because they all work remotely and, uh, you know, they get, they work from home, they have come to laptop, everything, and they work in a lot of the major cities there, but they all come together and work at co-works and things like that. And we've done surveys to ask if, Hey, do you want us to open up an office down there? And the answer is no, they, they love being able to be at home, you know, take care of their families, be around their family. And so right. it's been, it's been a really, really, you know, just great experience, but what they pride themselves on really is, a working for someone great, a really team environment, but really that, that training aspect as well, you know, being able to go down there and hear everyone's stories and work with them, you know, one-on-one with, you know, Doug and Kathy Kennedy and our team. And it's something that, that we do every single year and we get them all, you know, hospitality certified and, and everything like that. So it's, it's been, when I think about the why that I do this, it's always for, for our team and, and that team down there as well. I, I absolutely love the very, very, it, it's a warmth and it's and it's hard in, in an industry that that you know it's built on that right it's built mm-hmm. on hospitality but you don't see it all the time where it's it's actually turned like there's a mirror you're looking at it and it's brought actually back onto you into your team and and, and I love that and I think there's a lot that can be learned of that uh, I know we're getting close to time here but I, I want to talk about where you're going where's cozy going like we've talked about how you've gotten here we're talking about the focus on the family basically right yeah. you know how do you get you know, you know, taking care of that, but you know, is where, where's, where do you see cozy at the end of, and I don't care numbers wise that, that, you yeah. know, we already talked that, where do you see, what's the next chapter of cozy? So our, our next chapter is, you know, our, uh, again, we'll talk number wise, but by the end of this year, our one year plan, which starts, uh, we reset it for 2023 mm-hmm. is to be the number one place to work in Fredericksburg, Texas. And Going, having the best employees, when you have phenomenal team members, employees and the right processes, the right systems, you can then service your owners, you can then service your guests. And that's the biggest thing that we're investing in. To your point is that culture and our people to be one of the top places to work. And we have all the ways to measure that, everything like that. And then we're, you know, we're going, we're going through right now, another, you know, a, a great rebranding um, and things as, as well. So, you know, we, we have evolved our logo of Cozy over the years and, you know, we're moving to go forward. We're still be Cozy Vacation Rentals, but we're moving our whole brand to, to the theme of, of truly stay cozy. And so everything from Cozy VR is going to be staycozy.com. You know, my email will no longer be mad at Cozy VR. I'll be mad at stay cozy. And everything we do is about staying cozy. And, and my wife and I met on this several months ago and, you know, really talked about it. You know, we, st- we Cozy started simply because what we noticed was, all the comments of people telling us how comfortable their mattresses were, how comfortable their bedding was, how amazing the pillows that we, it was, we used to take so much pride in making sure that everyone had a great night's sleep. And we still take a lot of that pride, but it's very hard when you have so many owners to instill that same standard. And it's where we're working towards where each guest should have an amazing and cozy stay. And their matches from sheets to pillows, everything should be perfect. And that's what we're really going to be revitalizing. And we're really going to be moving towards that experience of stay cozy. And um, that's where the future is going for us. And 
doesn't matter how many homes we have, you know, things like that. But over the next three years, we want to be the best vacational company in the Texas Hill Country. And that's our goal. And we're gonna we're gonna hit it. And you know, that's our dream, but we're measuring that dream, right? When so we're key, we're measuring yeah, right. what success looks like every single quarter. Cause if you don't, it's just gonna be a dream. And um uh we we've blown each goal out of the water the last four years. And I, I really think we'll be able to achieve that. And if we have we can promise to our guests or owners that cozy experience and we can have phenomenal employees. There's no way that we won't hit that goal. Love it. I love it. Yeah. That actually took my last question. I, I was going to ask you what you wanted your legacy or your fingerprint uh, to be on the industry. And uh, I think we've gotten a really great picture of that. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I, you know, people, they, they talk about all these big franchise models and they want to take the company across the U S I have no desire to do that. You know, we have 11 month old families big to me. I think if we can be something really special here, yeah, for me, that, 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 that's, that's a great quality of life for me as well. And, and I think that's, that's all we want to do. We don't want to take this across the U S or anything. We just want to be the best here in the whole country. I, I yeah, absolutely love it. Uh, for those of you, uh, check out the website. You're going to have a link to, uh, stay cozy.com and, uh, cozy VR. And also we'll, we'll go ahead and drop a link about EOS if you want to kind of head and dive a little bit deeper into that. Please make sure you're you're liking our, our YouTube. Make sure you're leaving a five-star review and you are going ahead and leaving a review on iTunes and iTunes, where is it? Like, listen, subscribe, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, yeah, Apple you know, Podcasts whole, everything. Amazon, Audible, yeah, Care, Google. Matt, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate Mateo. Thanks, John. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.